And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I'm your host, Wes Tankersley. Before we get started, I just want to take time to thank my Patreon supporter, Nikki Pavlovich. She is the first one. We are on Patreon. If you are watching this, wherever you're watching this, go ahead and hit that link in my bio and support the show. There are three different tiers. You can be a business supporter if you would like. Um, you can be just a regular supporter. And then there's a couple different ones. So there's a bunch of different tiers. Go check it out. Go support on Patreon. Speaking of Nikki, she's in the chat room right now. But we're going to talk. This is what we're going to do. We are going to talk. So I wanted to start off by telling you guys a little story because I think that everything that happens happens, right? For a reason. I fell on my ass yesterday. And it was interesting because I walked outside and I live in Idaho and it's a little bit cold, but it rained. And I walked outside and I looked at the ground and felt it was slick. And I looked at my wife and I said, be careful out there. Don't fall on your ass. It's slick. And I told her that. And then I thought to myself, wow, this is great. I got to be careful. Well, I'd been rushing around that morning because I was trying to get something done. I didn't have any appointments for my regular job, which pays me. If I don't work, I don't get paid. And so what happened was I was in a rush. I was in a hurry to get over to this subdivision where I could go measure the house before anyone got there. So I get in my, I get in my truck, I drive over there, I park in front of the house. I was on the phone with my friend and, and I hung up with him. I said, I got to go measure this house real quick. I open the door, I step out, I stick my heel on the ground and I go to put my weight on my leg and slid right out from underneath me. Spun around, twisted my back, hit my arm on the running board on my truck, hit my funny bone. And it's weird because the, you know, the running board's like six inches wide. So I hit my funny bone and then I hit my forearm all the way across. And it's amazing when you get old, how bad things hurt. And I started to think about it because I think that a lot of times we forget when something negative happens to us that there is a lesson in that situation. There are things that you may be forgetting and that's why, you know, people say you're overthinking or you're reflecting too much or whatever. And I like to, I don't care. I don't care what people say. I'm a problem solver and I'm trying to figure out why some of the things happen that happen in my life all the time. And I just started to think about it and I thought, you know, I had zero appointments, so I didn't have any work to do. I didn't have to go at that time, but I was afraid that if I didn't go at that time and then I needed to have another appointment, like so someone calls in and gives me an appointment that day to go sell something, that I wanted to have my schedule clear, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go at eight o'clock in the morning. It's still dark here in Idaho. I didn't think anything of the ground being slick really thin layer of ice on it, really thin. Thin enough, though, that when I stepped out, I fell. I collected myself. I got up. I went in and measured the house, got back in the truck. And then th that's when I started thinking about this. And I'm like, why? Why did these things happen? What could have I done differently so that this didn't happen? Meanwhile, as you're old, I'm sitting there. And I can feel the pain start to set in. I mean, when I fell at first, I was like, I thought I broke my arm. I hit my funny bone so hard. And if you've ever hit your funny bone, it just sends a shock down your arm, right? Like it just, it feels like there is just electricity pulsing through your arm. It's kind of deadens it. So it deadens it and, you know, it's still sore. I'm feeling it right now. It's still sore, but 
I went to go put my hand on my running board to stand up and I started to feel my back feet slip again. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down again. If I, if I don't take a breath, think about getting up, like, what do I need to do? So I take a breath, I bend my elbow back and forth. I'm sitting on the ground in the ice, make sure that it's moving, take and start feeling where it's at, where it hit, making sure I don't feel anything loose, feel like anything broke. And then I started to gingerly attempt to get up. I got up, collected my phone and my keys off the ground, which I had dropped, got my clipboard. And then, like an 80-year-old man, walked to the house. You always do that thing though, right? You look around. Did anyone see that happen? Anyone see me fall? I hope not. So it was funny. I'm sure someone saw me fall. But then there was people driving by and I was sitting on the ground. And it's like, uh, it is what it is. Luckily, I was okay. I'm going to be sore for a few days. But, you know, it gave me an opportunity to start thinking about a lot of things and, and slowing down a little bit and thinking things through before I just go crazy all willy-nilly on everything. But it was interesting because I have this opportunity now, right? Because I'm hurt, I'm sore, I'm tired. And I thought, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to wake up in the morning. And I thought, you know, am I going to work out? I don't know what the actual day is, but I've worked out consecutively for over 130 days. And I have to look. Um, I'm sure it's, I think it's over 140 now. But uh, I was sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, this is a day that I could possibly not do it. But the funny thing is, is that goes through my mind every single day. It's like, what'll happen if I don't do it? What'll happen if I don't exercise? And then I was talking, I, I, I got up, I went and did it, you know, I mean, because I was going to no matter what, even though I was trying to talk myself out of it. And then I was on the phone today with, uh, with my boss and he was talking to me about it because he was checking on me because I told him I fell you know, and, and he just wanted to make sure I was okay. I told him I was going to go to the doctor yesterday and I didn't go because I didn't think I needed to. My wife's a nurse. She's like, oh, that's really swollen. It wasn't that swollen. So anyway, I was talking to him and he's like, you know, um, he goes, did you work out this morning? I mean, did you feel that bad that you couldn't do that? And I said, nope, I got on that bike. I got on the bike and rode it. I didn't do the elliptical because I've been doing the elliptical, but I didn't, I didn't do the elliptical, but I still got my 30 minutes in on the bike. And he goes, yeah, it's funny when you tell everyone in the world that you're going to do it because well, I'm on social media everywhere, you have to kind of do it, right? And that kind of keeps me going and that kind of keeps me forcing myself to do it, right? Because there's people that I feel like I would be letting down if I didn't do it. Even if I wouldn't let them down, I'd be letting myself down. So that's kind of the thing, you know, that's, that's that integrity that is hard to come by. And if you can't have integrity with yourself, if you can't do the right thing when no one is looking with yourself, then how can you have integrity with other people? I sat down and had a conversation with a friend of mine this morning over a cup of coffee and we were talking about an integrity and how it is hard to find and how it is hard to have integrity this day and age. I was a high school PE teacher for four years. Two years high school PE teacher, two years middle school. Not that that matters. But anyway, the day I got my master's degree, so I taught for four years, the fourth year, finished my master's degree in the fourth quarter of, of, of the high school. So like at the end of the year, I finished it. The day the paper arrived in my mailbox, I quit teaching. I quit teaching because I was a PE teacher 
And I had a student. This was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I had a student that had failed her freshman PE class, that had failed her sophomore PE class. And then she was, and then she failed it online. How do you fail online PE? All you got to do is fill out a log and turn it in. Couldn't do that. But her senior year shows up in my class to get her PE credit that she needs to graduate. And she shows up, doesn't dress down the first day. Okay, deduct points. You don't dress down. You don't get to participate. You can't participate. You don't get grades. Misses two weeks of school, comes to school, works out for like a week straight. Misses another week of school, comes back, works out for like a week straight. Went and got a doctor's note saying that she had something going on. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So the counselor comes over to me and says, you know, you can't grade her for the days that she's not there. And I thought, okay, how does this work? How can you be a student in a class, not do the work to get the class done and pass the class? How does that work? How could you feel good about yourself if you did that? And how can our school system say that that's okay? How can they tell you that this is a requirement to graduate? You didn't have to do it. And the requirements are not met. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And that was the way it was. It was like one thing after another, a kid had failed my class and the parent would call and chew me out. And then the principal would come and tell me that I had to listen to what the parent said. It's okay. Just pass them, blah, 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 blah. We're, we're moving the goalpost. We're moving the goalpost for all these people. So integrity is hard to come by. And I live my life with a lot of integrity. And I try to do all the things that I say that I will do. And if I tell you I'm going to do something, I do it. So that's a tough one. You know, another thing that I wanted to talk to you about today too is failure, right? Because if you've been watching me on social media, if you've been watching me on TikTok, um, you know, there's a lot of times when I work with, with people saying like, you know, this is a failure. This is the way that, you know, like you failed at this or you failed at that and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people look at failures like a red light, right? Like my hat. What's red mean? It means stop, right? So failure is a red light to a lot of people. So if they fail, they're not willing to do more to try and push forward when it's really just an invitation to try again. And so when you fail at something... You have two choices. You quit or you try again, right? And a lot of times it could just be something super simple. You know, you forgot to push a button. You forgot to, you know, take a step. You forgot to carry the one, right? So you fail. So then you're like, oh, well, maybe I need to try and do that again. And then you, and then you do it again and you, and you succeed, right? Or you just quit. But what's the lesson that you learn when you quit? that you can't do things that are harder, that you aren't willing to keep going? I mean, what, what's the lesson that you learn when you quit? And a lot of times it's very interesting for me to see people just quit something. Like they just, they just don't have the drive to continue to go. But the fact of the matter is that there's all these parameters around quitting, right? It's, it's AJ saying failure is a green light. That's exactly what it is. It's a green light. It's not an inv- you can quit, but it's an invitation to try again. I mean, that's, that's it. That's the fact of the matter. You need to be willing to keep pushing forward every single day and look at the lesson in the failure that you got 
and make the change. We talked about it last week, right? We talked about baseball. If a guy throws you a curveball and you swing away, you're going to look stupid. So did you learn your lesson if you do it again the next time? Or did you learn your lesson if you sit back and let the ball travel and then hit it the other way? Because you have to make those adjustments in life. Just like in baseball. My favorite game, by the way, if you didn't know. But with that, there's, there's a couple things that, you know, you got to think about too. A lot of times, you know, I listen to Gary Vee. Um, he is one of the reasons why I do this podcast. He is a lot of the reason why I do all the things that I do on social media, that I want to help other people grow, that I want to help other people be successful because that's just a selfless thing that he does over and over again. And it's just amazing. He doesn't even want to be a motivational speaker. He just wants to help people. That's all there is to it. There's a difference, though, between being patient and just waiting for something to happen. So I think about this a lot. This is episode three of season four. Every season is a year long. So however many episodes I do in that year become the season. Okay, last year, I think I just saw some stats. I think I did 60 episodes last year, which is crazy because I didn't think it was more than that. I thought it was like 50. I, th- I thought I did one a week. Um, but it's 60. Okay. So this is season four. Now everyone sees, and we talked about this last week, everyone sees the end result, right? They see you're watching this live right now. So you see it kind of going right now. You didn't see all the things that I had to do to set it up, to get it going, to make things work. You didn't see all that stuff going on, right? You just see me here. You may be watching this on YouTube. You see the video. You don't know all the things that I had to do to get this thing going. So you can sit there and you can just, I can just put this video out, do nothing about it and just hope that something happens, which a lot of people do like on TikTok, on Instagram, when you're posting things on social media, you'll sit there and you'll just keep posting and posting and posting and posting and hope that something will kick off, right? But maybe you're just sitting there just like, oh, I did a silly dance on TikTok and I'm going to get 30,000 followers. That's what you think is going to happen. It doesn't happen. You have to cultivate relationships. You have to build things. You have to create relationships with people in order for more to happen. You have to be pushing it out there. And the more things you put out, the more chances you have. It's like a lottery, right? So you want to win the lottery? Do you have a better chance buying one ticket or 10 tickets? Right? I think that should be pretty much no-brainer. I mean, if you bought 100 tickets... You bought 200 tickets. What happens, right? You have more chances, the more chances you put out or the more things you put out there. So, so you go and you look, right? Oh, this guy's killing it because you see his post on social media all the time, right? I see you posted on TikTok. I see you posted on YouTube. I see you posted on this, 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 and this. And you see, you know, like the big thing right now, the big goal for me is YouTube subscribers, right? So I don't know how many of you guys are watching this from YouTube, but YouTube subscribers is a big thing. The more you get, the more people you reach, the more there is. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to grow the platform of YouTube because my podcast is kind of stagnant and I'm trying to push things to YouTube. So every post that I make, I'm trying to say, go to YouTube. But you can't do that on every platform. But the thing is, is I could just sit back and just post this video and hope that people see it or I can try and push more people to it. And that's what I'm doing. So you can, you can be patient. 
Because trust me, I'm patient. It's been four years. I'm not making any money on this. I mean, okay, if I'm making money, I'm making like 15 cents a month. Okay, so if you combine all the things that I get monetized on, so like YouTube, 15 cents, TikTok, probably two bucks a month. Um, that's pretty much it. Oh, Buzzsprout's my podcast um, where it goes. I'd probably make like a buck a month. So it's not, it's, it's not that. You don't see that, but you just see the videos and those things and people think that, oh, he's killing it. I have a full-time job on top of doing this. My wife and I have this conversation all the time. How much time are you going to dedicate to something that's not making any money? Well, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I do it. I'm going to continue to do it as long as I possibly can. So even though you see people like myself posting things all the time, you need to think about what you can do to help, even if it's not monetarily, right? That's, that's why I always have conversations with people about like, please share this if you can. Please subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on these platforms. Comment on the posts. Because, and, and I'm not just talking about just me. I'm talking about everyone. If there's someone that you really enjoy and you really want to help, comment on their posts. Share their stuff. That is, you don't have money. That's okay. That's way more helpful than doing nothing. than just like going, oh yeah, he's killing it. Scroll on. He's killing it. Scroll on. He's everywhere. Scroll on. Just because they're everywhere doesn't mean that anything is happening. Procrastination. That's a big one, right? How many of you procrastinate? I know I procrastinate more than I need to. I don't do it much, but I do do it. Mostly it's like doing the dishes or something like that. Like, I don't want to do it. But you can sit there and you can procrastinate on anything that you do. I got on the bike 100 100 plus days ago. I procrastinated for like two years. Now I'm procrastinating to take the next step because I need to do some strength training. And there's always an excuse you can find. Not enough room in my garage. It's too loud. It's too hard. The one thing that I'm trying to keep consistent is that I'm exercising every single day. So I'm doing that and I need to keep that on. And I need to stop procrastinating. That's all there is to it. That's what I have to do. And so do you. Procrastinating tomorrow until tomorrow, right? That's all we're going to do. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. It's just like a New Year's resolution. I hate it when New Year's comes around. What's your New Year's resolution? You know what it is? It's a resolution to quit. I think that's what Nick, Nick Cavuto said. And you know, it might not be. It might be Craig Daigle. That's coming out. You guys should check that episode out. Craig Daigle's coming out. Good one. It's going to be a two-part series. It was so good. So we've got the first part recorded and the second part will be after. But procrastinating. All we do is procrastinate over and over again. What can we do? What can we do? My life is very organized and I'm very um, structured in the way that I do things because I have to be. Like I can look at my phone right now. It just rang and then someone from my work called me and I know who it was. Could be something wrong. Could be something that I have to fix. Um, but you know, I got to do this and I'm not on the clock. So this could make me, this could make me money. It could possibly, it's not going to, but it could, could make me a couple cents. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can procrastinate, you can put it off and you'll never do it. Just like a new year's resolution. People quit their new year's resolution within like the first 14 days. 
It's never there. Oh, well, we got this going on. I've done it. I told myself that this week, you know, my, my, my son's birthday was, we, did, we had the party on Saturday. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop doing, I'm starting to stop eating garbage after my son's birthday. It hasn't happened yet. So think about the way that you do that. What are you procrastinating on? That, what are you putting off today that you could do? You got to do it. You can't. You can't. Just do it. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with, this is, this is important to me because I think I've talked about this before with people. It's, it's interesting because we sit here in a life that a lot of you that are here right now are empaths, right? Like we're people who sit there and we think that we feel what other people are feeling, right? And if someone else is hurting, we're hurting. But what happens is we forget to take care of ourselves. When you are on an airplane and they, they do all the things before the pre-check stuff and they tell you about like, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, right? I always remember the life preserver thing. Okay, you're off. The plane has landed in water. Put your life preserver on and then help someone if you can. Let me say that again. Put your life preserver on first and then you can help someone. Why is that? Why is that? You should not be, you should not be worried about what happens to other people until you are taking care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself and that's mentally, physically, whatever it is, you cannot put on your shoulders other people's burdens until you can make sure that you can carry your own burdens. And that is one of the toughest things for people like me. I, I have a, such a hard time with that because I worry about what other people have going on. And a lot of times, I don't take care of myself. And I know a lot of people feel that way because the majority of the people that I interact with are always worried about how other people are doing. And it's that rule, right? Like you attract people who are like you. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be empathetic. But the problem is, is that you have to remember that you can have, I can't remember what someone told me, but there's a term for it that you can have where you actually feel the pain that other people are having, even though it's not your pain. And then it makes you feel bad about yourself. Gosh, I wish I could, and my, Scott, my friend Scott on TikTok told me what it is. I'll have to go back and look and see. But the fact of the matter is, is that you feel other people's pain. And so if you feel other people's pain, you're in pain. Remember to take care of yourself. Remember to take care of yourself. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. That is all I've got for you today. Again, I wanted to thank Nikki for being a Patreon supporter. If you guys want to support the show with Patreon, do that. If not, no big deal. Subscribe wherever you're watching this. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the chat room. Transference could be um, I'm going to look and see what it is and I'll let you guys know. Thank you for hanging out in the chat room. Like I said, Patreon support, subscribe, share, help me grow this because without you, it's just me. Till next time, I challenge you to find the shape of your success.